Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about two opposite ways injections could help a tarsal coalition in a runner. Before we get started, I just want to mention that I've made something for you that I think you're going to find really helpful if you're listening to this episode. It's called the Stress Fracture Masterclass. And what it will do is it will help you understand how bad your stress fracture really is. You're going to learn the differences between stress response and stress reaction, stress fracture, and what all that really means to a recovering runner who wants to run. So check it out at the end of the episode. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, today's episode actually comes from a runner who was suspected of having a tarsal coalition, and he was trying to figure out what to do. And he had previously had an amniotic fluid injection, what's sometimes referred to as a stem cell injection, to try to relieve his symptoms for a different condition. And because of that, he was asking me whether or not an injection like a stem cell injection might actually help his tarsal coalition if that's what he actually has right now. And so uh, this is a great question. And you have to think about what injections do and what the goal is with the runner to figure out which is best for you. A tarsal coalition is a thing where you actually have an abnormal union between two bones. And tarsal coalition sounds like a complicated term, but it's really not. In your hand, you have carpal bones. And so when we think of your hand, you know, you have the metacarpals in, in your hand and then at the base of your hand in your palm where it connects to your wrist, you have all the carpal bones. The foot's very similar. You have the metatarsal bones that go across the midfoot and out toward the toes. And then you have the tarsal bones that are the little bones that are kind of analogous to those in your hands, but they're called tarsal bones, not carpal bones. And so tarsal coalition just means an abnormal union between two tarsal bones, like a coalition is a union between forces. And so if you have a tarsal coalition, it's not normal. Now, it's not always bad. It's not always pathologic. It's just not normal. So if you have a bony coalition, that means you actually have a bridge of rigid bone connecting two bones, effectively making them welded together and immobile with respect to each other. So they move as a unit, a unit when they normally should move individually. There's a couple of other ways too, where your talus sits on top of the calcaneus, for example, you have a lot of cartilage that's in contact between those two bones. And sometimes you can get a cartilaginous coalition where the cartilage actually bridges across between two separate joint surfaces and makes them connected. Now, because the cartilage is flexible, the bones move a little bit, uh, a little bit more at least than when you have a bony coalition, but they can be pretty adhered depending upon how much cartilage there is between those two bones that's actually completely connected. And then you can get a thing called a fibrous coalition, which is basically where you have a band of scar tissue which is mostly collagen that has collagen strands in it, which is why we call it fibrous because it's a bunch of fibers connecting those two bones. Well, that's sort of like connecting two bones together the way that a ship gets connected to a dock with ropes. The ropes obviously hold this huge thing there and keep it from moving. So in a similar way, a fibrous coalition can keep two big bones in the rear foot from moving the way they should naturally. And sometimes you get symptoms because there's actually this limitation in motion. 
Now, if you have one of these soft tissue coalitions, then when it starts moving, if it moves too much or you do some kind of workout that stresses and strains it and actually disrupts or tears that coalition, you could have pain because it's torn. Now, that's not always bad. Sometimes once you tear it, it's actually more normal motion. But sometimes if you've been training and running for many, many years without any trouble at all, and then you suddenly have some kind of injury where you've tripped or stepped in a pothole or something like that, and you've ripped it, and it hurts because you now have natural motion in your foot, then you obviously would want it to heal. So if your goal is to try to stop the pain and inflammation because you have an upcoming event, you can do that with one type of injection. That's a cortisone injection. A cortisone is a great thing to stop inflammation and decrease pain that's coming as a consequence of inflammation. So when you see professional football games or basketball games or baseball games and some professional athlete gets injured and they say, oh, well, you know, they had a shoulder injury or a knee injury, they injected them with cortisone and they'll be playing next week. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. They're basically stopping the inflammatory process so that they can play in the short term, but that comes with a risk of actually preventing the long-term healing that could make it better in the long term. So if you've trained for many years to do the Boston Marathon and you really don't care, you just want to do the Boston Marathon and that's your primary goal, then your doctor might recommend a corticosteroid injection to actually calm it down and get you through the rest of your season and through that event intact. But you have to understand there's some risk that it could get worse as a consequence of that. Now, the other option is to do something that actually stimulates a lot more healing instead of just stopping the inflammation. That would be something like a PRP injection, which is platelet-rich plasma, where we take some of the blood out of your arm and spin it down and take the platelets and inject them in there to basically get all the growth factors and stimulate healing in that area. You could do a thing like a stem cell injection or an amniotic fluid injection that is also contains all those growth factors and tries to recruit stem cells to the area to try to get it to heal. But they're complete opposites of the exact same spectrum. When you do a, a stem cell injection, a PRP injection, or anything like that that stimulates a healing response, you have to immobilize it and let it actually heal for a very short period of time but you're trying to actually restore the coalition back to its healed state when you do that. If you have a tear in a soft tissue coalition and you inject it with corticosteroids, you're probably going to do two things. One is it's going to feel better faster because you stop the inflammation, but it may also weaken any of the collagen that's holding the rest of it together. And that might actually rupture or tear later once the pain goes away and you resume training. Now, Again, when we do a, a tarsal coalition takedown, which is a surgery where we go in and cut it out, well, that's effectively what you're getting when you have a partial tear or near complete tear of the tarsal coalition, and then we inject corticosteroids and it tears a little bit more later. Whether or not that actually is going to be best for you is a completely different story. So you got to talk to your doctor in detail about that. And if you're in doubt about whether or not that's right for you, make sure you get a second opinion with somebody that understands running injuries. That's the way though, that you can have two completely different opposite effects with different injections for the same condition called a tarsal coalition. Now listen, if you really want to understand how bad your stress fracture really is, you have to understand the different forms of stress fractures. And this is something I teach to you in the Stress Fracture Masterclass. Now, it's free. You can go sign up. It's at docontherun.com slash stressfracturemasterclass, all one word. And in this session, I'm going to teach you the differences between stress response, stress reaction, and stress fractures 
and what all of those different stages really mean to a recovering runner who wants to run and maintain your running fitness while recovering. So just go to docontherun.com slash stress fracture masterclass and sign up now.